Life Audio. Healthy Fear understands that there is a presence in God that is more powerful than anything that could come against us. And God promises that His presence will be with us. So no matter what we face, the more powerful presence of God is always with us in it. So no matter what we fear, the more powerful presence of God is always with us in it. The reason that we don't have to be afraid is because the most powerful God, who is over all circumstances, who is over all suffering, who is over all the things that we fear, will be with us. The more powerful thing is with us. So that's why we don't have to fear. It's not because God's just telling us a command and then leaving us to it. He's actually giving us a solution within. Have you ever wondered how your fear lines up with other people's fears? If you could see people's thoughts above their head, what they worry about, what they're concerned about, how often they play and replay the same concerns in their mind, I think we would all find that we are far more fearful than we may let on to be. And that's why today, as we continue our series in Secrets of the Good Life, I want to talk about what it looks like to fight fear. Because fear is a reality that we all have to face. It is part of our experience here on earth. There is healthy fear and there is unhealthy fear. And one of the roles of the Christian, one of the ways and the gifts that we experience when we come to Christ is a new way to understand what fear is and how God helps us be confident even in the most trying of circumstances. So let's talk today about fear and what God has given us in his word as a way to combat fear in our lives. Hey guys, we're here because the Bible has changed so many lives. So just take a second and think about if you didn't have access to a Bible or you weren't even allowed to have one. This is a reality that many around the world are facing, which is why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country, and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language, and that's where you come in. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my new book, Not What I Signed Up For. Simply text STUDY to 71326 to help today. That's S-T-U-D-Y or visit give.crew.org slash study. Again, that's give.cru.org slash study. Message and data rates may apply and available to U.S. addresses only. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. 
Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Okay, so in a recent survey of Americans, almost 9 out of 10 reported daily anxiety about inflation and another 60% reported daily anxiety over everything from health to relationships to global events to uncertainty. I think our recent history as a culture is full of trials that tempt us toward fear, whether it presents itself for you as like a low rumble of worry that's always operating in the background of your mind or crippling anxiety that controls every decision. And when it comes to fear, the Bible has good news and bad news for us. So first up, the bad news. Fear is as present a reality today as it was when the Bible was written, because there's no promises in Scripture that our circumstances will improve in a way that gives us reason not to fear. Many people out there will have you believe that God wants to bless you, and when you are blessed, it's going to come in the form of material possessions or promotions, or basically the American dream tied up with a bow and called Christian. But that's not actually what we see in Scripture, because in Scripture, people suffer mightily. Righteous people suffer because of the ways of the wicked. People who make mistakes suffer because of their mistakes. That's you and me, of course. And even Jesus suffers, even though he was perfect and sinless. So we know that part of our circumstances in life are going to be trials, like we are going to have trials, and that is not going to be removed just because we're following Jesus. So we know that fear, we have a reason to fear things. We have a reason to fear pain. We have a reason to fear struggle. We have a reason to fear strife because those things create difficulties in our life. And it can be easy to fall into that trap of fearing these things happening and feeling abandoned by God if those things do happen. But that's not actually what the Bible says. What the Bible says, the actual good news is that what God promises us is not necessarily deliverance from our circumstances, although sometimes that happens. But he does promise us deliverance from a fearful heart. We don't have to be the same people going through those circumstances. In Christ, we can live with uncertainty and we can live in difficult circumstances and still have peace because That's the promise that Jesus has given us. So what does it look like on a daily basis for us to understand our fear first and foremost, and then invite God into that fear and be transformed in the process so that our hearts are different? This is the promise of the gift of Jesus here in John chapter 14. This is going to be in the New Living Translation. Look at what Jesus promises in verse 26 and 27. He says, when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. I am leaving you a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. So here Jesus is combining this idea of, I know you're troubled, I know you're afraid, and he's giving us the solution, the answer to our fear. He's saying these things to the disciples before he goes to the cross. He's promising them what life is going to be like after Jesus, after Jesus's death and resurrection and ascension to heaven, 
what is life going to look like for people who follow Jesus? And what he says is there's going to be gifts that are given to you. The first gift that you're going to get is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells within you and is with you. The Holy Spirit teaches you and reminds you of who Jesus is and what he's promised. And the second gift that Jesus promises is peace of mind and heart. And he says that this peace that he gives is not anything that the world could ever give you, which if you follow the logic of that, that means that the peace that you experience because things are going well in your life, the peace or the high that you might experience when you do get the promotion or when the relationship is working out or when the paycheck does come through or whatever that thing is, when the diagnosis is not dire or whatever, That kind of peace is world peace. That is peace that comes because of circumstances. But what Jesus says specifically is that the peace that he gives is not like what the world gives, which means that his peace goes beyond circumstances. It is over and above circumstances. So logically, that means that no matter what circumstance we face on earth, whatever your greatest fear is. There is a peace that is given by Jesus, a gift that he gives us that will allow you to be sustained even through the most difficult of circumstances. This is why we don't have to fear, because there is a solution to our fear. It's not that we don't have to fear because circumstances aren't going to be difficult. Your your worst fears may come true. That's that's one of the things that's just the reality of the Christian life is that the Christian life doesn't pull punches. The Christian life isn't about promising you things that might not happen. Your worst fears may actually happen, but you don't have to fear your worst fears because of Jesus. That's the difference in our faith. That is the secret of the good life is not that suffering will not happen, but that we can be different people within that stuff suffering. It is so important that we receive the gifts promised to us by God through Christ. If we don't examine these gifts, it's like leaving all of these beautiful gifts under the Christmas tree and never opening them because we're just too busy to open them. And a lot of people live like this. We acknowledge Christ as Lord in our minds, but we never actually experience the marvelous gifts of his presence. And this is the marvelous gift of his presence is peace that passes understanding, the ability to step into where you fear and experience his peace instead. Okay, I've got a little bit of a exercise for you to kind of get in touch with some places that you may have fear. Because a lot of us, some of us are very aware of our fear on a, on a very daily basis. Some of us are experiencing fear that is crippling. And I do want to go ahead and say that the kind of fear I'm talking about right now is not clinical fear. It's not fear that interferes with every part of your life. If you're experiencing that kind of fear, there is help for you. There is treatment. There are therapists. There is even medication that can help if the anxiety that you're experiencing is crippling your life in multiple areas. That still, God still has an answer for that, but it, the Bible is not the only answer. It's not like I'm sitting here saying, hey, trust God, and this is going to go away. You, there are other ways that God works, and the other ways that God works includes through people who are faithful to God and also are trained clinically and can help you with that kind of anxiety. But this kind of fear that I'm talking about is the kind of fear that I believe that every person lives with on some way or on some scale. So here's some of the places that you might want to think about. Just just give me your gut answer. Take a moment on a scale of one to seven. If one is, I'm not scared of this thing at all. And seven is, this is a daily concern. I think about it every day. 
Just give yourself, you might write it down or just answer honestly in your car or while you're doing the dishes. What is the number for these topics? Ready? Finances on a scale of one to seven. One, I'm not fearful at all. Seven, I think about it every day. Number two, difficult or uncertain relationships in your life. One to seven. Number three, an uncertain future, wondering about what's coming in your life, one to seven. Lack of purpose or significance, how worried are you about that in your life? Global concerns, inflation, war, all natural disasters, all the things that flash across our news screens every day, one to seven. And then loneliness, how fearful are you of being alone? These are just some of the categories that we struggle with as human beings. And maybe this is why the idea of not fearing is one of the most repeated commands in all of Scripture, that it is admonished to us, it is encouraged to us through Christ himself over and over again. I want to read you two passages today. We know that Jesus has offered us the gift of the Holy Spirit, and he's offered us the gift of his peace. But I want to bring you to an Old Testament passage and a New Testament passage today, just to encourage you as you think about those topics and where you may be hit higher on the scale of daily concerns. I want you to bring that topic to mind and then listen to what God has to say about that. Hey guys, we're here because the Bible has changed so many lives. So just take a second and think about if you didn't have access to a Bible or you weren't even allowed to have one. This is a reality that many around the world are facing, which is why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language, and that's where you come in. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my new book, Not What I Signed Up For. Simply text STUDY to 71326 to help today. That's S-T-U-D-Y or visit give.crew.org slash study. Again, that's give.cru.org slash study. Message and data rates may apply and available to U.S. addresses only. This is from Deuteronomy. We're going to start with Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 6 through 8. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. This is talking about the Israelites' enemies. For the Lord your God is with you. He goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the presence of all of Israel, Be strong and courageous, for you must go with these people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors to give them, and you must divide it among them as their inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. So in this passage in Deuteronomy, we start and end the passage with be strong and courageous. But the solution to why we should be strong and courageous is within the passage. It's repeated twice for us. Did you catch it? In verse six, it says, the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you. And then in verse eight, it repeats that same encouragement. The Lord himself goes before you and is with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. 
So God himself gives us the answer for why we do not have to be afraid. He doesn't say don't be afraid and then leaves us to it. He says, don't be afraid because something more powerful than your fear is with you. This is why the Bible says we should fear the Lord. That's healthy fear. Healthy fear understands that there is a presence in God that is more powerful than anything that could come against us. And God promises that his presence will be with us. So no matter what we face, the more powerful presence of God is always with us in it. So no matter what we fear, the more powerful presence of God is always with us in it. The reason that we don't have to be afraid is because the most powerful God, who is over all circumstances, who is over all suffering, who is over all the things that we fear, will be with us. The more powerful thing is with us. So that's why we don't have to fear. It's not because God's just telling us a command and then leaving us to it. He's actually giving us a solution within. Okay, let's look at Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 through 7. A couple more little nuggets in here. Look for what solutions are promised within this passage. Verse 5, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have, because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Okay, so here in Hebrews, we have this same passage from Deuteronomy is repeated again. So the writer of Hebrews is drawing back to what they know from the Old Testament, and they're pulling from the passage that we read just a moment ago, and they're using that now in a new context. They are encouraging new believers who are facing suffering and persecution to not be afraid. But we also see a couple of other things within that don't seem necessarily connected, but we know that there is no word of God that is ever wasted. So there is a connection here. We start off in verse five and we have this instruction to keep our lives free from the love of money and be content. And then the passage says, because God has said. So we know that there's actually a connection to this first instruction as we go into what fear looks like. And what I wrote in my own notes was watch out for what clutters your life. A lot of times what we fear ends up being the things that we hold in highest esteem, the things that we think we need in order to be at peace. That thing might be achievement. It might be appearance. It might be peaceful relationships. It might be a life without strife. We often will clutter our lives with things that are not bad things. They're good things, but they can become ultimate things. As Tim Keller would often say, an idol is when a good thing becomes an ultimate thing. And sometimes the things that we fear the most have become so idolatrous in our minds, even though they're good things, but we fear losing them so much that we clutter up our lives and we create a lot of anxiety around those things because we can't believe that we would be okay without them. And so in this book in Hebrews, what we're seeing, and they're talking specifically about money, which is one of those things, but the actual instruction is to be content with what you have. We're going to talk about that next week, but practicing contentment can actually release fear from our minds as well. It's a way to change the channel, to get off of the anxious channel and move into the gratitude channel. So we can watch out for what clutters your life because that thing, those things that clutter your life might be creating undue fear and you're holding on to them so tightly that anxiety is surrounding those things in your life. The second thing we can do is practice contentment like we just spoke about. 
And then the third thing that we find in verse seven is right here. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. And this is huge. I think this is huge for us as believers to understand that being in local community is so important because local community is where we find role models in the church, in the local church, not on social media, not on Instagram. That is not a full life. My whole life is not a full life on social media. No matter how hard I try to be honest and vulnerable, there are things that are not appropriate for social media. You're not going to know the fullness of my life. You need real in the flesh human beings that are leaders. You need small group leaders. You need pastors. You need people in your life that are role models for what it looks like to live out the Christian life. Not only that, but people who are in your life in a local community are people that you can ask questions. You can say, have you ever struggled with anxiety? How did you get through it? What do you fear? And and how do you interact with God so that you can be confident? We need people in our lives and we need to be those people for others. Because we need role models. We need to look for people that we can follow. Now, I know that we're in a season where it seems like everywhere we turn, we see a role model in the faith who is falling from grace, who is experiencing a moral failure, who has led people astray, who has misused their power. And that is tragic and it is terrible. But the local church marches on. And there are faithful, good leaders and believers all around you. They may not have a blue check next to their name on Instagram. They may not have written books. They may not even be the most world-class communicator you've ever experienced. But if they're faithful to God and they're faithful in their character, they are worth following. And you are not going to find those people on TikTok. You're going to find them in a local church. And, and they, they may not be people that just are flashy or charismatic, but they are faithful and they are good. And if you engage in relationship, you may discover that they themselves are the role model that you need. And you may discover that you yourself are the role model that somebody else needs. And we're coming out of a season of just so much isolation and so much disjointed life that we we may have lost touch with the reality that what we need is human beings. We need real people. And they're going to be flawed people and broken people and people who make mistakes, but we need one another because that's where local community is found. The book of Hebrews goes on and says, do not give up meeting together as some of you are prone to do. And I think that what we find here is that our fear, our anxiety can just be ramped up when we are isolated, when we are not living with other human beings who are experiencing real fear and real anxiety, but have found a way forward with Christ we need one another for that purpose. So I want to encourage you, if that if you've fallen out of that practice or you're not sure where you belong, try again. Try again and, and give of yourself. Volunteer in your kids' ministry. If you don't know what else to do, volunteer in your kids' ministry. They always need people in kids' ministry because finding yourself as a role model may help you discover a deeper relationship with Christ. It may give you more and you may find that God uses people in your life, just regular, ordinary people to bring you out and to allow you to fight the fear that can so often overwhelm us. Healthy fear is an instructor in our life. When we actually engage with our healthy fear and say, huh, that is nice. I think about finances every single day. Where is God asking to be Lord over this thing in my life? That can be a great instructor. Unhealthy fear is a taskmaster. Unhealthy fear is a slave driver. And we find that we begin to live our life by fear. 
And if there's one thing, there's one gift that I do not want you to keep wrapped under the tree. It's the gift that Jesus gives us of peace. It's the gift he gives us of confidence, the ability to fight fear, because someone more powerful than any of our fears is with us, who goes before us, who is with us, and will never leave us or forsake us. So I want to close today with a story from this morning. I was running in my town, just so happy to be back in routine. And it was, the sun was just coming up. It was pretty early in the morning. And I was running, approaching a woman who had her little dog out in the morning. And you know how it is in the morning. You're probably not trying to like chat it up with people. She was clearly in her pajamas. She didn't hear me coming. She wasn't facing me, but her dog was facing me. And the dog, not on a leash, just starts running at me, barking ferociously. Now, the dog was actually like three pounds. So I wasn't really that nervous, but I was startled. I was startled because, you know, dogs. And she turns around and she picks up the dog and she says, don't worry, he has no teeth. Which I just thought was a very funny response. And I thought about that and I was like, you know what? That's a perfect example of what happens when we are in Christ. No matter what your fear is, that fear may be ferocious. It may feel like it's barking at you. It may feel like it's startling you. But the fear has no teeth when we are in Christ. The fear has no bite at all. It says in scripture, where, O death, is your sting? We have nothing to fear Because Jesus has overcome the world and every fear we find within it. Go in peace, everyone. Talk with you next week. How to Study the Bible with Nicole Eunice is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you like what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review the podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for working everything out for my good. Help me trust in your perfect plan. Amen. Father, thank you for loving and caring for me. With Christian prayer meditation, you can pray along to prayers based on specific topics Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Christian prayer meditation. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.